Welcome to Good and Funnies. I'm Susanna, also known as Comedy Mama. I'm Jeremy, also known as Really Guys. I'm not Jesus. I'm Walker, also known as the Comedy Stalker. Woohoo! Good times and funnies. Thanks for joining us today. We are starting uh, today's episode feeling super inspired. I know tomorrow is the big inauguration, so what better way to start our episode two with one of our most awesome, inspiring, awesome comedians and dear friends, Mr. Vince Caldera. Woohoo! What's up, everybody? Hey, world. We are Thanks so for having me here. Yeah. That's Vince yelling, just so you guys know. And that's yeah, that's my loud voice. It's the first time I think I've ever called you Mr. Vince. Wow, you really are getting old. Um, so, so is it Vince Vince? Yeah, yeah. First name Vince, last name Vince. No, Vince Caldera. You should just go one one word, you know, Vince, like Beyonce or Rihanna, just oh. Vince, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Vince is with us today. How about that? There we go. Vince A. Jeremy, if you could think of a word that keeps you inspired, what what would that word be? Man, I'm really not this deep, but every time we get on here, I feel like I'm way deeper than I actually am. But my my word that I choose is going to be humility. Um, <laughs> it seems like so serious, just because like I was I've always been jealous of people that have been unapologetically themselves and just like yeah. know who they are and are able to make fun of themselves. And I think that mm. that's for me. Mm a gateway to my comedy where I'm able to accept myself and be able to make fun of all the little idiosyncrasies that I have. But also it's kind of like a gateway to a utter happiness, pure happiness. Walker, what about you? If there's a word uh, that keeps you inspired, what's your word? Definitely kindness. Uh, kindness, you know, whenever I get on the streets and uh, not, not the, the streets, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Walking the streets of Burbank, guys, whenever I'm on the streets, uh you know definitely people being just genuine and themselves and not being uh butts uh really really keeps me going and keeps me inspired just to keep on keeping on and for reference walker's never been on the streets the only time he's on the streets is when he has a frappuccino in hand crossing the street to his volkswagen i have no idea what you're talking about jeremy word that keeps me inspired is chocolate because if i think about chocolate <laughs> it keeps me inspired to get my butt out uh to go walk and work out and then if i work out then it keeps everything inspired to keep in motion so chocolate is my word of the day <laughs> get me wrong i eat lots of it what's, what's an up? inspiring word if you were to think of when it comes to vince I think of patience and I, uh, the reason I think that, because I feel like Vince's whole demeanor is very, very patient. The way he yeah. interacts with people, the way he carries himself, but also the way he tells his jokes is so patient. Like he just yeah. meets his audience yeah. halfway and he's like, Hey, why don't you come over here? Come to me. Uh. <laughs> and it all, it's just so, so brilliant. And just, I love the pacing of it. And I just love how much patience he has. Mm -hmm. 
you know, this also kind of piggybacks off of uh, off of what Jeremy says. You know, I've, I've watched, you know, I've I watched your stuff, Vince, and I was going to say uh, uh, dry. I love, mm-hmm. I love, love, love the dry comedy. I love it, you know. Uh, I, I also like co- comedians that are really big on stage, but also, uh, you know, how, how dry you are with everything and how, you know, that also plays into patience and how you draw the audience in and then so just blatantly give the line. It just adds more flavor to it i think even though it is still dry vince don't worry when we say dry we're not talking about your drip we know you got clothes for days you got style bro vince is dripping yo <laughs> vince is hey you want to walk the streets of burbank with me vince oh yeah dude. trip together let's trip together we'll go shopping i think what i loved about vince just out the gate is that he's truly authentic and so present um, and I think that that comes across on stage and off stage. And I think that both are really valuable to help as a performer and off stage. There's a lot of stuff out there that's not that pure. And so I, I think if we can lead with more purity, we, we can we can sort of navigate through these really weird waters right now. And so, uh, yeah, authentic would be my my first word. And Vince, when, you know, when exactly did you start doing comedy and what was your inspiration? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, first, I like to say thank you all for that shower of appreciation. That felt very nice, you know. And sometimes when you hear something nice about yourself, you like kind of like think about it. And you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> or like you know, like because it's it's interesting to see how other people perceive you, you know. So like to to hear that's like very like you know perspective changing. But like for for me, when it comes to inspiration, like I think of creativity, you know, like that's my word. I know that you were all going over your word, but. I think it's just inspiring to see how someone else's creativity manifests and the way that they pursue it. Cause that kind of like makes you uh, reevaluate that you're the way that you're pursuing your um, endeavors and everything. Like I love seeing like someone's process on how they like write on how yeah. they, you know, uh, perform. Like it's all so cool. Mm-hmm. And also in turn kind of helps you in a way, Yeah. Uh, at least it motivates me to be better to whatever capacity I can be. Tell us a little bit about your comedy background. Like, when did you start doing comedy? Oh, okay. So when I was uh, 16 years old, I started going to like local comedy shows, uh, like in, in downtown or in my neighborhood. Like I, I'd like go online and I'd type up like comedy shows and just, I just wanted to be in proximity to comedians. Cause I just, I loved watching it when I was a kid. And I, I just like slowly made that, you know, um, actualization of like, Hey, I want to do this. I want to try this but I wanted to see it first. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I grew up in Glassell Park nearby in Highland Park. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a show at the Cafe de Leche and I met this man named Cornelius, who, oh, Susanna, yeah. you, you know who, who Cornelius is? Oh yeah, is? I grew up with him, he's what awesome. What a name, what a name. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's so awesome, he's awesome. And he has that first name basis type of thing too, just Cornelius and you know who it is, you know? Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. I went there monthly and just started talking to him and he kind of like introduced the idea of um, doing stand-up and he actually ended up introducing me to you, Susanna, and I began those conversations of like, hey, I want to do stand-up. Um, how, how can I, I get there? One of, the, one of the biggest reasons like that I want to do stand-up is my favorite comic is Maria Bamford. Oh, like when I was a yes. kid, that was literally the first person that I saw do stand-up. Like I was channel surfing and like, you know, when you're a kid, like, you know, like when a channel is like inappropriate for you, but you're still like kind of like sneaking around, you know, like, you're flipping and then you like kind of look behind you to the person who's sleeping and you're like, all right, I hope they don't wake up. I hope they don't wake up. Right. 
And uh, fortunately for me, I stumbled upon her Comedy Central Presents and I was able to hear all of it. I just loved it. I was like, I, I've never seen someone just share so much in that frame of time and just like hearing their ideas and their thoughts and how they were able to like articulate all these things is just so cool to me. And like to this day, like she is the reason why I wanted to do stand up. Oh, I love Maria so much. She's so wonderful. And we feel so privileged that we've had the honor of her talking with, you know, our class. And she's been so inspiring to so many people. Uh, oh, yeah. And she's yeah, just she, such a, she such a lovely our, person. She came to our class for Meet a Comic Day? What, yeah, or? yeah, yeah, for ECCP. She's yeah. just like the best. She and Scott both, you know, they're just yeah. such wonderful people. And man, is she talented. Now, I, I'm curious, how, how do you keep your inspiration going? And are, are there like certain things outside of comedy that help inspire you? Anything outside? Um, I, I really like just learning about like artists and like people um, mm. and kind of just like, again, like I, I feel inspired by other people's creativity. So like, I'll try to learn about like a certain artist or um, like just watch as many documentaries as I can. Right. You know? um, there's this artist I really like. His name is Mike Kelly. Um, he did some like the album work for like Sonic Youth and stuff like that. He had his own band. But um, the thing that I liked about him is the way that he like kind of, um, use perspective to change things like he has this cool project called uh, day is done where um, every day for a year he made a video and it was based off of high school yearbooks so he would look at the photos in those yearbooks and just kind of make a new story to each of those photos and record oh, it so like sick. seeing that I was like that's so cool how you can like reinterpret something and make mm -hmm. it your own like I really mm -hmm. love that so that's whenever awesome. I have the opportunity to learn about someone I, I just like really get into it nice it's also kind of like weird how we're in this age where like you can kind of just know a lot about a person without mm -hmm. actually having like seen them or like met them yep. in person like you visit their profile and you feel like you know a lot about their life like that's right. that's crazy you know? it is a weird Absolutely. concept it's a weird concept because like i have people come into work all the time who i know and they have no idea who i am and you you start to call them their first name, like <laughs> hey what's up matt and he's like Whoa, what? <laughs> like, oh nothing dude how's how's the project going he's like what what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it's so weird especially in la when you see people out of context like i remember seeing weird al yankovich when i was pumping gas one time weird al and i was like why does he look familiar i was like i know that guy. i was like oh you know like you, <laughs> in that moment you're like well you know kind of doing the head nod like yeah unleaded yeah how you doing mm -hmm. but in those <laughs> moments where you pass them on the street or you see them well, back in the day when we could see people on the street, mm -hmm. it's always yeah. so weird because they're like, oh, that's that's Beyonce. If I would have seen him, I would have been shook, especially my high school self. I would have been dying. Like he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. I know. He's so good. When you were starting out, first of all, I was 16 is amazing. You know, you were so young and now you're you just turned 53 right so you've been you just turned 53 yeah <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about so glassville park for anybody who doesn't know the area so that's in la can you talk to us a little bit about that yeah so absolutely so um i i grew up in glassville park which is like northeast los angeles area um it's near like eagle rock highland park cypress park that sort of vibe of los angeles and um i'm the oldest of four and i was raised by both my grandparents they're um they immigrated to the united states and um you know like growing up i, I spoke spanish only to them mm -hmm. but they didn't speak very much english so um i had sort of like a language barrier 
and uh, understanding them. Both of my parents were in a gang too. So I'm adding like that drama element into this, too. Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, having that gave me like so many different perspectives on like on the world, you know, like I saw like my parents view on like what it means to work hard and succeed. My grandparents view on what it means to work hard and succeed. And those are just like completely different than one another. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like one thing that I never really was able to do very well um, between those relationships between my parents and my grandparents is just really like express myself. Yeah. So um, because of the language barrier and because of like, just I think generally not being able to talk about feelings was just like something that made me want to kind of pursue something where I was able to share like an idea or um, a thought or whatever, you know, and to find that within stand up, I feel like was very gratifying and relieving because I think that within every art form, you know, you want to kind of just express something that you've held on to for so long. Yeah. So like with being 16 and doing stand-up, I felt like it was also kind of overwhelming because, you know, you feel like everything that you have to say is amazing and you do definitely have some good ideas, but I think articulating it can be hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so finding those communities that were supportive and inclusive felt so valuable to me. Yeah. So like um, in the space of like a classroom or in the space of an open mic that was local to me, like I was like, okay, I can say the things I've been holding on to for so long and express that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my life, I have a bunch of aunts and uncles that aren't actually my aunts and uncles that would come by and give me like <laughs> valuable <Yeah>. life lessons. <laughs> Is there any like valuable life lessons you get you got coming in from an aunt or uncle or anything, any cousin, whatever? Um, you know, from like, the, from like, the, I, I feel like I was introduced to a lot of people through my parents, like I met like a lot of different gang members, and they all have really like weird, like names, you know, it's, it's more of like an adjective, like I met like people named crazy and grumpy, it felt like I was just meeting like the seven dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you know, it was cool, because they all like had different uh, ideals on like how to achieve success. Like basically hustling was like the thing that I learned the most from them is like, um, I like DIY and stand up, and I feel like when it comes to like gang members, it's a lot of DIY in the way that they adjust. Like, I remember once um, one of my dad's friends told me that he was like starting a career in rap, and um, he like made the CD, the album cover, and everything. It had like crazy Photoshop of like money and guns and stuff like that. And he's like, Five bucks, I'll give it to you. And I was like, All right, cool, I'll support you, I'll support local artists. Buy it. <laughs> I go into my car, I look at the case, I'm just like in awe of it. Then I open it and there's no CD in the case. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it's the way that you that you do it. You know, you gotta find a way to make money. And that's what I feel like I learned from that whole world. Based on what you shared with us too. Like I remember when you came to Comedy Playground, I remember like learning a little bit about, you know, what you would share with me. And I was like, you gotta tell the truth. Like there's catharsis when you, when you do find that ability to find your voice because I know listen we all have so many different paths right and and they're all very layered man is it freeing when you can find the capacity to you know be able to express it whether it's through a piano or a trumpet or a pencil or or a microphone exactly it, it's liberating to find the value of your narrative you know like what I really did appreciate about being a part of the comedy playground and just like being around you is that you really emphasize like the value of sharing the stuff that you grew up with because mm -hmm. when you're when you share things about your experience like that's something that no one can really duplicate because it's so unique to you yeah. and um 
it also that when you mentioned the catharsis is like I am constantly rediscovering things about myself that I either haven't acknowledged or that I you know have overlooked and when you kind of are able to you know talk about those things in your stand-up I, I feel like there's a lot of growth in that as a person and within your artistry and when you're doing that like you know, I, there'll be times where I'll, I'll write something and I'm like, I completely forgot about that, but I'm glad that I'm putting this to paper because yeah. I, I feel comfortable enough to share it. That's the thing too, is like when, when um, I started off so young, it's like, I felt like I had to share everything about myself, but I feel like there's also um, value in the patience of like, when you're ready to share this thing about yourself, then it'll be perfect when you do choose to talk about it. I have a really great joke. I know, I remember about your dad being in a gang and then being in jail and... And here's a hilarious clip of Vince performing when he was just 16 years old. Guys, my parents are former gang members. Hold your applause. <laughs> Before I go any further, I'm not up here like representing or claiming or recruiting, just simply stating facts. Also, I said my parents are former gang members. I did not mean that they were dead yet. <laughs> simply they're no longer in a gang and I feel like that has affected me tremendously not only as a person but comedically and I say that because if you were to google my name Vince Caldera you'll get two very popular search results of those results you'll see Vince Caldera accused of murder number one and right beneath that you'll see Vince Caldera's comedy profile <laughs> guess which of those two belongs to me <laughs> with Mark Marin, you've performed with Maz Gibrani, like performed with Maria. Reaching out to Vince like, dude, can you get me on the list? I mean, it's like, <laughs> have you ever had anybody come up to you afterward that was like, hey man, you know, either having had a similar story or anything that you have really helped them in terms of their own expression? I, I think like um, when it comes to like that, there have been people that have like really appreciated like the perspective of like, you know, having parents that have been incarcerated and it's like, you feel recognizing that experience because there's so many people that have had you know parents in jail or family members in jail yeah. but they choose not to talk about it because there's such a stigma associated you know it's just so terrible that you know people are often thought of like the worst because of a singular mistake that they made in their life that just like echoes yeah. through time and it's like you're you're more than those things you're more than the worst moment that, that you've had mm -hmm. and I think when when someone hears that it adds more more depth to it because you're able to relate to it. And you know, there are people who haven't, you know, been to jail, but there are people who have made a mistake. And that's yeah. when you realize that there's that connectivity. Um, uh, I mean, I, I also talk about like uh, being Latino and, and stuff like that. You know, so there is like uh, some identity jokes that I have as well, because sometimes um, I feel like there's other Latinos that might not think that I'm Latino enough. And it's yeah. like, you know, we shouldn't. Uh, there shouldn't be a criteria for it. You know, we all have like the same experience and things like that. So I think when you have those conversations, it kind of just opens it up for a much larger dialogue to reevaluate yourself and rediscover things. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, I was just going to ask Vince uh, a little a little question because me personally, it's kind of a, a little personal thing as I'm 18 and I'm 
uh, you know, getting out of high school. Yeah. And I was just wondering if uh, Vince, you got any, uh, if you have a piece of advice on do's or don'ts after the, the high school years, you know, <laughs> after um, the, the good, the good times, the good times. You know, what's so funny is like um, when, when I was like your age and I went into college, uh, my freshman year, I feel like the freshman year of college for me was like the, my like worst year in terms of like, um, okay. I, I think just like personally, but I feel like, you know, that was really the year where I um, really dove into comedy even more. And I, I think it, uh, the, the advice that I would give is to learn as much about other standups as you can, or like listen to other things so you can hear those different perspectives. But most importantly is um, when, when you're like in college, or at least I felt this, is uh, finding communities that support you. Because when you find that, then you're able to grow along with um, other folks and kind of share their ideas. Because when you have people that listen to you and offer feedback or advice, you don't always have to take it, but it's, it's, it's there for you to consider. Right. But um, I think that you should surround yourself around people who want to grow and that want to see you succeed. Um, because that's where you'll find like the most valuable relationships, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that I know that you you are the person that you surround yourself, you know, with, right? So whoever you who the people you surround yourself with, you are going to either like not become them, but uh, you know, I, there's many, 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 many uh, New Year's resolutions of people, you know, trying to get to- I don't want to say toxic, but like toxic people out of their lives. That's why I've muted Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he so. unfriended me on all platforms. Uh, <laughs> I've tried messaging him. Maybe I've tried all. That yeah, stuff. it's he super just... weird. It was no, like two a.m. Like, hey, last dude, night, and I got like Call four of Duty. You want to hang out? That's a lie. You know, I hit you up, and you're like, "Yeah, later, later, later." And then like two minutes later, you're uh, like, "Live no. on Twitch, guys! Live on Twitch!" But, uh, <laughs> but there, yeah, the, down, there's. Yeah few and far between like that is a good a good piece of advice to find a community that supports you because hmm. I, I don't know like you just there's a whole different kind of presence around it there's many people that you have in your life that they do support you on a on a base level right they're like right. yeah you go but there's people that genuinely and wholeheartedly deep down want to see you succeed mm-hmm. and there's such amount of joy and love behind that that you feel inspired yourself like you feel that you want to push yourself because other people are, believe in you. I don't know. And, and I mean, you should believe in yourself, but that extra help of someone else there for you, mm-hmm. that takes the, the pressure off of you to believe in yourself and know that you are worthy. It's so great. It's, you, it's amazing. Have you guys ever done a bit where you, you know, I know I can speak for myself, you know, it's, it's vulnerable doing bits obviously, yeah. right? Cause we got to put ourselves out there, but have you ever done a bit where it's really personal? It's vulnerable. It's extremely freeing. But then the, the situation that you're talking about, either if it's a, about a family member or if it's about something specific, they they hear it. And then you have to sort of wonder, oh, how are they going to take it on? And then oh. have you ever had the experience where you're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That was so awesome. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe you. <laughs> um, have you I know I personally have had. I, I used to do a lot of comedy about my, my parents and, and, my, and I, you know, I never knew if my mom would understand it so much. But when I saw her smile, and it could be that she was just smiling out of being nervous, you know, <laughs> but she was like so proud. And I was talking about things, you know, in light of sort of kooky situations I grew up with, but certainly within no context where she'd be offended. But I went there, you know, and, mm. and so have you guys ever had that happen? Like, we yes. all talked about yes. different I, I, uh, that a little bit. Well, you know, I, I have a whole bit um, about a very personal thing. Uh, you know, my, uh, I, 
it was a bit about uh, my mom's uh, menopause uh, <laughs> or, you know, just joking around about, about menopause. And I, I looked in the audience and I, I kind of saw her start sweating. And, uh, <laughs> Having like a, you know, I was like, oh, wow, she really doesn't like this. Turns out she's just having hot flash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. She, she, she loved it. She thought it was hilarious. Uh, and she doesn't have that, you know, she doesn't, <laughs> she hasn't gone through that yet, but you know, um, she will. And actually, no, I definitely think she has, but she won't admit it to herself. For me, I talked about, cause I have a bunch of family members. I think we all do. Um, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> relatable, right? Hashtag relatable. Uh, I mean, we have, we have the older family members and everything like that. They're, they are genuinely good hearted people, but they grew up in a time where everything was different. Right. So they have mm -hmm. like little, oh, yeah, little yeah. parts about them that are a little <laughs> bit off that are not really acceptable. Uh, <laughs> um, but like I decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to talk about this because it's my truth. It's my truth about my family. I still love everyone and they're all very kind people. So I said about this family, I was like, yeah, this person's lightly racist or something like that. <laughs> and I, it was it was a good bit. It was funny. It, it it gave me both responses that I wanted, which was a laugh and an oh. <laughs> like those two are the so beautiful, right? That was freeing and it was very personal. And I mean, it didn't make them a bad person. It's just they grew up in different, a different time, and I had to be honest with that. Yeah. What about you, Vince? Um, I. <laughs> I uh, have had like a family. Well, I mean, I, I like saying it this way. Like I've been fortunate enough that my parents have seen me do stand up. Like I, I feel like not everybody in comedy really gets a chance to have their parents watch them do stand up because it's either, you know, uncomfortable or scary. And a hundred percent it is because you just want them to like, like it or yep. have some sort of positive reaction to it. Um, when, when uh, I did jokes in front of them for the first time, I was terrified. Uh, but afterwards, like they, both said that they liked it. And I was talking about, you know, them being in jail and things like that, and, you know, having them be absent. And it wasn't in a way where it was like punching down on them, but rather just like um, changing the perspective where it was more like enlightening. And yeah. they both liked it. And they asked me when like the next one would be and stuff like that. So even here and there, they'll ask like when a show is. So I was like, that was the scariest thing ever but I'm glad that I did it, you know? Uh, so, so listen, I think there's a real difference. You just nailed it, Vince, when you're like, when you're sharing about something, not to slam a situation down, but to speak your experience through that situation to get into a, a, a place of inspiration. Like, had you yeah. not had that situation occur, it's not to minimize what they did or didn't do, but it allowed you that opportunity to have that experience to then put it into this, capacity so it's like it really is like there is so much inspiration around things that can be really hard you mm -hmm. know and um again that vulnerability whenever we go up you have to tell the truth and that's yeah. what stand-up is 100 percent the truth so there's a real difference between sharing something and shaping it around something funny where the humor is on you as opposed to making a situation and making light of something that's hard. I've been to a handful of them. And I mean, just even being able to say that, I think is really nice, you know, cause that, that means that they want, they want it to come, you know, like also if your parents are there to see you, there's a reason for it, you know, and yeah. that, that just getting to a show for a lot of people is the hardest part, but yeah. for your parents to be there is, is really lucky also. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question, but before I do, this has been itching on my mind since you said, like, you only spoke Spanish to your grandparents. 
because yeah. Spanish, the cadence of Spanish is so much quicker. And so like, you know, like the, the way you say is very, a lot different, but do you speak Spanish the same way that you speak English? You're like, hola, me llamo Vince. ¿Cómo estás? scary because like i always feel like they're like critiquing my spanish as i'm doing it and that's uh, what makes yeah. me go even slower like, <laughs> like the words are just like coming to me as i say them <laughs> yeah no matter i mean every year like i said i said in the first one it's always one of my goals to learn spanish but every year i'm always i'm too in my head and i'm too scared to actually say it out loud i don't know everything's different now with lockup quarantine and everything like that but is there anything um i go to like thing to do during quarantine for changing things up or to stay inspired. Like I know it's very hard in these kind of times. Oh yeah. I mean, um, honestly, like during quarantine, like I, I feel like one thing that I've kind of tried to do is use social media less. Cause I feel like, um, it, it kind of, uh, infringes on your own happiness. Cause I mean, like in the standup world, I feel like, I, you know, I'm, I'm friends with like a lot of comics and stuff and they'll like share this thing or this video and it, it makes you kind of feel like you're not really like moving forward if you're not doing anything. Like it right. always feels like I have to be doing something, but it, it's it's also important to know that like you're gonna move at your own pace in the same way that your standup is different. And you know, standup isn't a competition or anything. You know, there is no race. It's more of like a marathon. You know, and you're gonna achieve things um, when when you're able to do them. So I feel like getting rid of that comparison sort of aspect has been very beneficial to my mental health and to yeah. my creativity. Um, but like going on walks is also really helpful for me because um, I get to look at my neighborhood in a different perspective. And mm -hmm. I feel like your neighborhood is so closely tied to your identity. So you get to like, you know, learn about that house that's empty. You know, why mm -hmm. is it like that? You know, or why is, you know, this the way that it is? Or why does that restaurant ever get, you know, my food order right? You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. you have a you have a cute little puppy. You've more than one puppy. You've how many dogs now? You've I two? think twenty five dogs. Yeah, twenty five going on twenty. Yeah, um, no, I have two dogs right now, Sugar and Lady. Here's a recent hilarious clip where Vince talks to us a little bit more about his family dog. definitely not 
doing our homework, you know? Vince inspired me to put, put up more shows, you know what I mean? Just because he did stuff, he would do stuff anywhere and everywhere, right? A hot dog, a hot dog restaurant or whatever it is, out yeah. his, on his patio, not a patio, but grass lawn, yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. Any, anywhere and everywhere, he would put up a show. There's so much value in DIY. And if you're able to, to do it yourself, definitely do it. Um, Walker, uh, you're, you're 18 doing stand-up. When I was like your age, there were like so many places I still couldn't get into, mm, so many venues. Yeah. And it's like, you know, create your own space for you to have shows. Right. And, um, for me, like there were a lot of shows where people wouldn't show up, but like it's still having like that sort of like consistency mm. of having it. Like I had an open mic where no one would show up for like five months, but I still like <laughs> kept it going. And then that's all, that's how I met Maria. Um, yeah, that it, was pipe. Was that pipe it up? That was yeah, the, yeah. The pipe mic that we had. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, she came once and she kept coming and then you know people started coming more and yeah it's just like have that just keep doing it it's one of those build it and they will come well diy yep. is like such a great awesome advice because it's so true especially in a land like la where there are so many opportunities you're steering your ship so you can create whatever you want you've done shows in laundromats hot dog yeah. stands outdoor you know yards and i think the beauty with stand-up is you you really can kind of you can create a stage really anywhere. Like, tell us more about the work you're doing for youth and how it began and how, how maybe they inspire you and you inspire them. Give us a little background on you. You work with youth now, correct? Yeah. So I, I currently work with youth. Um, I, I'm, I'm working at this place called inner city arts. I'm a programs coordinator. Um, so I, uh, work on like recruiting uh, kids to come be a part of our programs. Uh, we have a lot of different things like graphic design, stand-up comedy. We have um, just like a plethora of different arts opportunities. And, um, you know, I, I like it a lot because I get to kind of see like what, what it's like. I, I feel really good about seeing people try something for the first time because I, I think there's just so much value, value in trying something because we've all been excited by an opportunity or just like the mere thought of uh, what if I did this or what if I did that and to kind of be a part of that process is it just feels like it, it's incomparable you know because when you when you are help helping someone find something out about themselves you just feel like you were a part of that process I mean Susanna I'm sure you feel that when you have your students learning things about themselves through stand-up and you know it, there's really nothing that compares to that yeah. I've been a part of inner city arts for like, since I was 16. I mean, that's how, that's how I found it. Um, I mean, Susanna was one of the reasons why I'm at this place right now too. But, you know, I think that through arts education, um, you're able to just learn so much about your world, yourself and everything around it. And that's kind of what made me gravitate towards this job. I, I'm, I'm learning as much about myself as they are about themselves, you know, like it, mm -hmm. it's really an ecosystem. We were so honored back in the day when Vince was part of a program we have there called the Eamon Cannon Comedy Project, ECCP, and Jeremy and I both teach it. But my my memory of, of Vince, even as a student coming in, was like, I mean, we were always so awestruck by everybody there because the community is so, talk about community. I mean, it's such an amazing community um, that 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 is there. But also just seeing that we would learn so much from the kids every day, just as much as we feel like we're teaching. It's so reciprocal that the learning was like, you know, seeing you as a student then become a mentor and then become now a program um, 
a, a, you know, one of the administrators of programming, I think the bottom line is like the continuation of learning goes past just like being a student or being mm -hmm. a teacher. It's, yeah. it's ongoing. I feel like right now, I know just all the time when I'm sitting just like, we're all kind of like, what are we going to do? <laughs> the inspiration I get all the time is knowing, oh my God, I'm so excited to see the kids and teach. Like even if it's Zoom, just because that connection is so vital, but they also need it so bad. It is so amazing how inspiring the youth can be. And I know that, especially with inner city youth, that, that inner city arts really kind of works within that demographic. Like it's it's vital in these times because it's so it's hard enough that everybody's at home, but there are situations where certain communities are compromised in a way that are even more extreme. And so I'm sure you see that too, like the need for them to have those artistic outlets. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you, especially now, because you're so secluded and isolated, it's like you want to have those interactions, you want things to be back to, to normal. But I mean, this is probably like the closest thing to that experience that you can get. And you know, even if it is through a like, I, I've been fortunate enough to like visit a classroom and have people have students like share things about themselves that they haven't shared with their families. And it's like, you know, when you create a community, like you're doing so much more than just providing a space for people to you know, toss in ideas, you know, you're providing a space for people to be themselves. And there's so much value in that. Something that I think is so important um, is, you know, asking for things like you should never be afraid to ask for an opportunity. The worst thing someone will say is no. I've, yeah. I've had a lot of no's before. But when you get the yes, it feels amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, opportunity, um, the talent is spread evenly across the world. Opportunity is not and you need to take advantage of those opportunities. You... Oh my God, you guys. Vince is going to be at the <laughs> inauguration tomorrow, uh, given the opening <laughs> statement. That's awesome. It's so awesome. It's so true. Hopefully 2021, fingers crossed, nobody can see me. Yeah. It, starts to, it starts to get a little bit more uh, mellow and not as, as, as you know, what it's been you know i know i know all of us experiencing and it, it's personal to us in whatever way but i i have such unbelievable um respect and and particular like heart chords for your family because your dad being obviously in law enforcement and your family right. lineage it's just it's just been yes. so intense and hopefully everybody learns from every perspective the, how vital it is that everything is so precious and fragile, right. you know? Um, and, and as, as you know, now Vince and I clearly come from same backgrounds. Uh, you know, his parents, gang members, <laughs> my parents, you know, my mom being a, a teacher and, and my dad being a, a police officer, uh, just, you know, just this, Vince and I are basically the same person, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think for me, uh, it's going to be kind of like a sense of renewal, but not in like a hippy dippy kind of way. But I, I feel like, you know, people say kind of a, a clean slate. I don't think it's going to be a clean slate. I think it's going to remain a little bit dirty, but change into a canvas because I feel like more people are going to be involved and it's going to be a community trying to build a better future instead of just like one person. I don't know. It just all seemed kind of like <laughs> so out of control where we had no say in it, but now a lot of people are involved and they're paying attention. We all really do have such different backgrounds. Like my, my parents, I'm a first-generation American, so similarly, Vince... Um, you know, both educators, Walker, you know, you, you mentioned your family, Jeremy, your family, but it's so, it's so awesome that 
all of our differences, we have the commonality of all loving stand-up and all loving yes. art, you know, creative expression. And so it really goes to show like, that's such a wonderful chord, like not to be corny, but like, how great is that? That everybody can access that in every way because there's no, there's no limit to it. D despite your background, despite your age, despite, that's the thing that gets me cooking so much. And I'm like 75 years older than you guys, but you've known <laughs> me since the beginning, right? So when I see you guys becoming the amazing mentors that you are, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get emotional, holy cow, this episode, I'm gonna start <laughs> crying. But despite our backgrounds, despite all the crap that we've had to witness in this crazy year, we all are different. And the one yeah. thing that can bring us together is that we all can communicate it through stand-up or any art. Well, I just want to say I feel super <laughs> inspired just by like everything that we're sharing today. Vince, you know how I adore you. I feel like you're my kid brother and Jeremy and Walker that you're my triplets, but <laughs> I'm very, very grateful. I'd love to close it out today since the topic is inspiration. word at the top of your mind in another language. Ready? One, two, three. Adios! Uh, adios! Uh, uh, nos vemos! Nos vemos! Hasta, hasta mañana. Or hasta You're doing a great job when I'm on the phone with me and my friend and we talk for like 30 minutes just doing Vince jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like like Vince. That, they're, they're all really great, man. I really oh. appreciate it.